Coming up on tonight's episode, we're doing our first ever live movie commentary. That's right. Watch along with us as we enjoy 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming up tonight. This is Up for Debate, episode number 177, recorded April 16th, 2020. Live commentary, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this movie-watching edition of Up for Debate. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our resident movie critic, Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Coming to you uh, on my uh, commute over the George Washington Bridge. Yes. Calling in on my car phone since this is what, 1994? 1990. 1990. 1990. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I think I see a couple of turtles on the side of the road. Oh, no. Hanging out with some radioactive ooze? Mm. No, they're just, uh, they're just doing some, turns out they're doing some, uh, looks like some karate or like kung fu or something, some kind of martial art. Oh, no, they're ninjas. These are ninja turtles. Okay. And then I think you just crashed your fancy sports car because you were distracted by both being on the phone and looking at karate turtles on the side of the highway. Yeah, that's right. It's the 90s, Sean. I can afford a new one. Hey! Got got a lot of the decade of excess. Uh, (laughs) Matt, you uh, pitched the idea of doing a movie commentary track, which is something we've never done before. Uh, I think it's a very interesting idea. We're going to see how it goes tonight. We had a very hard time picking a movie, but I'm kind of happy with the one we picked. I've seen it. You haven't, um, which is very interesting to me. Uh, It is 1990s, as we mentioned, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Now, this episode's already going to be long enough with the commentary, so I want to get into the movie pretty quick. But uh, quickly, Matt, do you have any affinity for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, None whatsoever. Okay. No, never, never, never dressed up as them for Halloween. Never seen any of the movies. Uh, can barely recall their names. Okay. To be perfectly honest, um, I know it's up. It's up there with, I guess, WWE and the Power Rangers are just those are just things that a lot of people remember from their a lot of people of, of our age remember from their childhood that I was just not that into. Yeah, I, I kind of missed it as well. Um, it was not a, not a thing for me. I didn't actually see this movie until I was an adult. Um, and I was I was curious because it is beloved of people of the time, of children of the time. So um, we'll see if we fall in love with it. Uh, for the folks at home who are participating in this, the way it's going to work is Matt and I are going to be watching the movie at the exact same time and talking over it. We recommend you also put on the movie and time us talking to you watching it. Uh, I'll cue you up when you should click start, which is when we'll click start and we'll watch it together. We're streaming. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, if you have a plan, are you ready to go, Matt? I am ready to go. Let's do this. All right. Awesome. Starting from zero seconds. Here we go in three, two, one clicking play. There we go. We're seeing the uh, the uh, New Line Cinema logo is up. 
How many movies has New Line Cinema made? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> well, I'm produced or they have a production company. What do they do? Exactly? Uh, they are, they're a production studio. Um, they've made, uh, so many big ones. They're most successful. The Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, uh, now, Matt, obviously you mentioned this is a 1990 movie and here we're seeing some shots of some real 1990s New York. Remember when, do they still have newspaper stands in New York? They do. They absolutely do. Oh, that's um, nice. They also sell, now they sell like a lot of snacks and I think they, they probably make their most, the brunt of their money, I would say, out of uh, water bottles. Water bottles. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, a vending, a vending machine map. could do that. Expensive maps that no one needs. Yeah. So we're starting. We just saw that I... that very clever New York uh, paper headline: uh, "City Crime Escalates." Hmm. Now is that is that going to uh, is that alluding to something that's going to happen later in the film, Sean? It is. It's a big part of the film. So here in the opening sequence, we're seeing a lot of crimes being committed. Um something our heroes in a half shell will have to come in and uh, participate. Is that a nickname of the Ninja Turtles, the heroes in the half shell? That's right. That that goes back to the original cartoon. Is that a, a moniker of theirs? It is. They're, they're, they're sort of a subtitle, if you will. And do they also call themselves the Mean Green Machine? No, no, they should, though. That's a good one. I mean, I think you could come up with a lot mm. of clever nicknames for oversized turtles that do karate. Mario's Diaper Services. Mario's Diaper Services. So, Great cover. That would be a very uh, a very nice um, like bit of trivia. I could see that being a very obscure, like, what is the name on the side of the getaway van in the opening scene of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, aren't people glad that they're, they're listening to this? Because they're going to know that at Bar Trivia. They're going to win. Right. Now, Mario's th- Diaper Service. This is one of those 1990s things that I really love. So here we're, we're seeing the, uh, the this is the Foot Clan, as you'll learn, Matt, who is sort of the villain of the movie. A bunch of uh, young teenage boys who steal stuff and hang out. But I love their lair, which we'll get better shots of later in the movie. But it is that very 1990s aesthetic of, of a warehouse. Everything in the 90s happened at a warehouse. <laughs> or is that just me? Um... I feel like warehouses were pretty big uh, for movie scenes. I mean, it, it's probably very cheap to film there, I would guess. Very uh, attractive to film there. You could put all kinds of different scenes going on there. Very available. Uh, yeah, it reminds me, the first thing I thought of was Jumanji. You ever see Jumanji? Oh, yes. Great movie. We should have done that. That's a great yeah. movie. That was one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, that's, we'll keep that in mind for a future episode, but I, I, the, the, um, main character worked in a, not the main character, but the, the main character's father owned a shoe warehouse or shoe factory. I think it was more like a factory. Yes. That just kind of reminded me of that. So do you know, I can see this is like true 1980s, 90s, gritty New York. Oh yeah. No, he's being mugged. Yeah, you can't go uh, five feet without a crime being committed. This is this is pre Giuliani, New York. Now, do you know who that lady is? Her 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 um, oversized yellow raincoat gives it away. 
that has to be the uh, wife or girlfriend of the man in the yellow hat, the Curious George, George? fame. I mean, that's a guess. I'm not going to call it a good guess because it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> but that's news reporter uh, April O'Neil. April O'Neil, okay. the famous human lady who hangs out with the turtles. She doesn't know them yet. Um, that'll come later in the, the film. Yellow, the yellow jacket is some kind of trademark of hers, I think. It, it is. It was in the cartoon. Um, and it's one of those funny things when you take a cartoon and turn it into a live action movie where when you see it in reality, it just looks stupid and doesn't make sense. But it makes a lot of sense because it's so recognizable in a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, I'm digging this music. Yeah, isn't this great? The soundtrack to this movie is very good. I would say this is probably a must if you're ever going to have like a retro party. Oh, yeah. You this is this movie on in the background. And it's good I montage feel like I music. It's in time. Yeah. To 1990. Now, it says here a Steve Barron film. Steve Barron directed this film. Uh, he also directed uh, famously Coneheads, uh, the 1996 film Adventures of Pinocchio, as well as the Billy Jean Michael Jackson video and the Take On Me video from Aha. Oh. Legend. That's a legendary music video right there. Oh, for sure. He was a big music video director. Okay, so we get our first uh, shot of the turtles here. And I noticed they're each wearing different color bandanas. Yes. And that's pretty much the... Is that the only way to tell them apart? That's, Are there other features? And they're weapons. That, they and, all have different weapons. Oh, okay. So, But otherwise, colored, they're identical. Bandanas, different colored weapons. Yes. Now, do so you yeah, know... This was filmed in 2020 then they would be wearing the bandanas around their mouth instead of around their eyes. Hey! Because of the pandemic. Gotcha! That was very clever. <laughs> now, do you... I'm just going to keep embarrassing you on Ninja Turtle trivia. Do you know the names of the four turtles? Uh, I do. I actually do. Um, they are Donatello, Leonardo... Yep. Uh, Raphael... Yep. And, of course, Miss Pac-Man. No? No. Uh, the last one is, uh, I believe, Michelangelo. Did I say that's Michelangelo? That's right. You did not. No, that's yeah. it. Because they're all named after the uh, famous Renaissance painters. That's or, right. You know, artists, not just painters. Because Michelangelo was a painter, but also a sculptor. And then there's... So, there you go. That, that man, I know his name. His name is uh, Ratchet the Raccoon? Nope. Nope. Correct? It's Ratatouille. Oh, Ratatouille. This, is, this must be, this is his origin story, right? Yep. That's Splinter, Matt. Splinter. The yeah. wise leader of the gang. Now, now that you've gotten a little bit of a look, Matt, I do have to ask you, what do you think of the uh, character designs, the costume designs. Because in the new movie, so they obviously had the reboot, Michael Bay's reboot a couple years ago, all CGI. But these are like legit rubber costumes. What? Wh how do you think they turned out? Uh, are you asking how, do I think it, that they like have... Uh, are they good? Are they bad? Do they work? Time? I think that they're pretty good. They remind me of they remind me of uh, Barney in a way. You know Barney the purple dinosaur. Oh, for sure. 
I think they look like much more mobile, compact versions of Barney. Yeah, it's interesting. When you see the CGI versions of them, they're like super hulked out with like insane muscles and it's kind of gross. And these are like, if I had pictured what actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would look like, like that's actually kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. All another dancing. Yeah, they're, 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 some, they're goofy turtles. They're teenagers, you know. They like to have fun. Very radical. So they're they're teenagers in the '90s, right? By now, they've got to be they've got to be like mid mid midlife midlife crisis turtles. Oh, for sure, they're in the '40s. Yeah, they're kind of over, you know, get, getting over that that uh, middle age middle age blues a little bit. Probably not not as much of a pep in their step. They've got a couple of kids. They uh, a loveless they marriage. Been, Chewed up and spit, spit out by life. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a uh, TMNT that I'd be into. I think I'd rather watch the the uh, youthful, the youthful happy turtles. How about you? I agree. I mean, they're teenaged for a reason. Hmm. Okay. So what are they? Were they talking about the moon now? Yeah, well, you know, Matt, they've spent their whole lives in the sewers. They can't go above ground for fear that people would, I assume, chase them with torches and pitchforks. Um, you know what? I, I don't think that's a very reasonable fear. I mean, in, in, in New York City, I, I think that people have kind of seen it all. I yep. don't really know if they would. They, they probably just think there's some dudes in a costume. Oh, this is, this is a great bit here. I don't mean to interrupt you. This is a great bit. Because obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what do they love more than anything else? They love pizza. So what do they do? Oh, they love pizza. I and we got that. Yeah. little product but, placement here. I was going to say, like, pizza. Oh, no, Domino's. I can just tell by the colors of his, uh, his shirt and his cap. That's great. I, I love the 90s product placement. And the uh, funny thing is, is that they later had a deal with Pizza Hut. It was only Domino's in this first movie. The later yes, movies were Pizza I, Hut. I do remember they had a connection with Pizza Hut. That's why I was surprised to see the Domino's man delivering a Domino's pizza. Well, you know what? He's practicing good social distancing here. He's, he's uh, gave him the pizza. He gave him the money. They, they gave him the money. That was a good looking pizza. And then they, oh, look at that. Nice. They're so funny. Oh. They, it landed on Ratchet's head. I mean, Splinter, Splinter's head. I like Ratchet the Rat Man or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is my other favorite thing the turtles do is they're like, if I want to go out and blend in, I just wear a giant trench coat and hat. And yeah, nobody notices. Are they, are they comically stacked on top of one another? No, that's just one turtle. He's just really big. Oh, they're each wearing creepy trench coats and hats. Okay. Nope. Classic stealing the lady's purse. And... Careful, man. He'll pull a gun on you. Yeah, don't, really. Don't go flashing that thing around. This is New York City. Oh. Ah, is another a, classic a, character in the TMNT universe. A hockey man. 
Ho- yes, Hockey Man. Better known as Casey Jones. Okay. Wasn't uh, Casey Jones, wasn't that a song by uh, Grateful Dead? Yeah, I don't know what the origin of that name as it relates to this franchise is. Okay. Uh, but he is a, a hockey playing vigilante. Oh, so he's trying to clean up New York by beating down the bad guys with a hockey stick. So he's friends with the Turtles. No, he doesn't know the Turtles yet. This is their first introduction, but he is a, is a character um, from the cartoon. Yeah, I'm saying in the in the lore. Right. In the lore, he must be like absolutely okay, allied with them. Yep. Mm. That's interesting. And then what's weird and is in the, I never and, knew this character existed. And what's weird is in the Michael Bay reboot, Casey Jones was a police officer, which is kind of the opposite of the point. It was a very I weird decision. He's a grown up Casey Jones. He's like a teenager now. Maybe he grows up to become a police officer. Maybe. But then again, it's Michael Bay. He he does whatever he wants to move. Yeah, lots of explosions and not a great movie. Yeah, not a great. The story is, is very much secondary, maybe even tertiary. Was that a cricket? Is that a cricket bat, Sean? Uh, it is. It is, or as they call it in the sport, a mallet. Cricket mallet. I just made that up. That's not a thing. I think, yeah, a croquet mallet. That's right. what you're, you were saying. Yes. Uh, I actually, I, I wanted to get into cricket. Not really. I've, no, I've, don't. I just wanted, I, I, I kind of wanted to understand it. I want to know more about it. That's going to be our next live commentary, is is watching a, a cricket match watching and commenting on it. a cricket match? Yep. Um, I think they say that... Uh, they say that. Do we just miss a classic line there? I wouldn't say classic. It's a line. Yeah. They say that cricket matches last a really long time. That's all I was going to say. Uh, they can go anywhere from like three hours to like three days, apparently. So does Splinter, is he like their landlord or their teacher or their... I mean, he's essentially their father. Supervisor. I mean, he raised them from... Father? He raised them from being just regular tiny turtles. So he's their mentor slash father figure. Oh. He taught okay. them everything he knows. And we will get later in what the movie, we will, get, we, will get a back, we'll get a backstory for the turtles and Splinter a little later in the film. Okay. They do a whole flashback sequence. I remember hearing something about, I want to say, like, radioactive goop. Yes, ooze. the way they are. Ooze is the big word in the universe. I'm curious to see what his deal is. Maybe it's it's the same ooze that affected him, or uh, or what his story is. It wouldn't be fun Uh, if I spoiled it. I'm sure that'll be covered. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch that as it comes. Another bit of trivia. 
the corner of Bleecker and 11th. Oh, this is where this lady lives, not where the turtle. I thought maybe that would be like their address or something. Nope. Nope. April O'Neil, where she hangs out. Now, if you remember, Matt, earlier in the film, that was the kid who was doing the cry, the karate crimes and stole that Walkman. Oh, really? Yes. No, I didn't. Bringing okay. it all together. I see him now. So that's, his, that's her son? No, that's his son. They're co-workers. Oh, okay. Why they're at her house, I don't know. And now he's stealing her money out of her wallet. Yeah, he's a bad kid. Yep. This kid needs a whooping. <laughs> oh no, who's this? Ah. Okay. Is this the big the big bad in the movie? Now, why would you think that? Uh, it's the camera angle. Everything <laughs> you do with the camera. <laughs> Seeing it from behind. The, yes, that is the big bad. The head of the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. Is it's his a, name Razor? No, his name is not Razor. That's a really good guess. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I had... Oh, oh, this kid. Okay, so this kid has been apprehended now. I'm worried this cop is about to ask her to turn in her badge and gun. He's getting too old for this shit. This guy needs a vacation. It's worse? Is that the headline? That's terrible. Who's writing these? It's worse. It's worse. What's worse? <laughs> yeah, not a very good headline. You try you gotta make it like a gotcha headline. Like a like so the reader wants to read more. Oh look, now conveniently she's all alone at this subway platform. Hmm. In what I think is the middle of the day. Oh, and a team of uh, of real ninjas. Now they're wearing black. That's how you know they're bad. That's right. And their eyes look kind of like uh, very like like a fly. <gasps> Ooh, that was not that was not nice. 
mean, she's trying. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Uh, one hit knockout. All right. You know, that's always one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things that I'm going to Google it right now, but I, I wonder, I, you know, they do all these like karate moves and flips and stuff, but I feel like a giant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle would weigh a lot. Oh, yeah. Easily. I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't know the scaling or what the radiation, how it maximized the turtle's weight, but as they look pretty bulky. No. All right. Well, according to the internet, it's 180 pounds. So, like, regular. Well, it's not that bad. Yeah. That's, uh. <laughs> but I, but I, but Is I called. Dress somewhere? Yeah. It's on the internet. So, it's got to be true. Got to be true. You know, this is one of those other movie things, too. When, when characters live in the sewers and their places are filled with trash and an assumption like, oh, they got the trash in the sewer. But, like, nobody flushes, like, large pieces of furniture, right? I don't know. Maybe, no, that's, maybe that's a little nitpicky. I, I yeah. I think maybe they got it in a yard sale. That's my Oh, my they went antiquing. Yes. Now, Matt, how would you feel if you woke up and there was a giant talking rat? Oh, probably like that. I would probably react the Just same like that. way. I would stand on the stand on the couch like that too. <laughs> this woman is having quite a day. This reporter. So is this where we get the origin story this, from? This is the backstory. Now, mind you, he says 15 okay. years ago, so I guess that implies how old the turtles are. Yeah, the prime of uh, adolescence. I mean, assuming that those turtles were, like, recently born. Right. Just in the sewers. Now, what do you think's in that tube, Matt? Uh, if I had to hazard a guess, I would say some kind of radioactive-like material. I mean, that's just a hunch. It's a good know. guess. You know, could be wrong about. We'll that. never know. Yeah. Shame they didn't label it <laughs> size 26 font, all caps. 
So basically, yeah, the 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 ooze makes Pizza them would be their first word. large and smart and. You know, that's a, that's a pretty effective piece of storytelling that they could just based on their gestures, their, like the way they're sitting and you kind of get glimpse into their personality a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to wonder in 1990, what percentage of people seeing this movie had a decent enough knowledge of the turtles, you know, I assume it was mostly children. Um, but, uh, you know, they have to have the explainer scene, but I don't think you have to go too deep. It's not a complicated setup. Uh, Sean, I think this is a great name for an antique company. Second time around? Second time around. Some some real, uh, real award-winning fictional companies here. God, they want pizza again? That's, I, that's like literally all they eat. Do they think about like you know, Chinese food. It, it's got New York City's got a pretty great Indian food scene. Try something else. You got but, a whole city. Of but I would argue, there. like, they obviously rely on delivery, right? They don't go to restaurants, and so what food is is more deliverable than a pizza? Uh, I would argue that Chinese food is pretty deliverable, yeah. but uh, the, apparently, pizza and charades. I guess charades is also a thing. Is that what they're doing right now? Charades? Yeah, they're telling stories. So she's pretty comfortable around them now. Yeah, it, now it, she went from like zero to totally cool with it in <laughs> a very short amount of time. She was like, oh, that makes sense. This was all a misunderstanding. Radioactive material. Oh. She's having a ball. It's turned into one of from one went from one of her worst days of her life to one of the best days of her life right here. Yeah, she made some new friends. They <laughs> love pizza. Well, and then th- there's this thing that develops in all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lores is that they sort of have a crush on April, which is kind of creepy, I think. They all have a crush on April? Uh, More so uh, one of them, and I always mix them up. But, yeah, they do. Oh, no. Wait, what happened? Their place is ransacked, Sean. Yeah, man, the Foot Clan followed them back so they knew where they lived, and then they... They robbed him. They 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 trashed the place Dang. and they took Splinter.
uh, nice shot of Central Park there. Beautiful. I mean, it's almost as if the city is a character in this movie. Mm, yeah, it's a good way to put it. Look at that. Get it? They're ninjas. Now, why didn't they do that when they were leaving her apartment the first time? Like, they were pretty nonchalant about just, like, walking outside. And... Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent with that, mm. whether or not they're trying to be secretive or not. Because it's not like they're small. I mean, it must be difficult to kind of stay in the shadows. Yeah. What? Say on the back of this shirt. It says Sid? Sid, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the front of the shirt, so I don't quite get the reference. Now, a fun fact: the actor who plays the kid is so unimportant he doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. So, this must have been kind of a one and done. Probably for him then. Yeah. Should use the child locks. Were they invented in 1990? Yeah. You know, I was just going to ask you that. I don't know. So these are the bad kids. Yeah. Kind of a lost boys type. Yeah. The way they're dressed and the way that they're acting. Oh, they got a cool skate ramp, though. Yeah, they got video games and mohawks and graffiti, legal gambling. I mean, it's pretty awesome. A lot of Pepsi. You notice how they're always drinking Pepsi in this movie? Yeah. I just assumed that was just more product placement. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, it makes me think of Home Alone. Yes. Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> I just turned the can so that we can clearly see the. Uh, yeah, you know, know. Was, I think. Yeah, he was drinking out of a can. Yeah, so we can see the logo. Yeah, I. Uh, I've never also drinking bottles though. I've never mm-hmm. seen Home Alone. You've never seen Home Alone? Sean? I got. I got to get around to watching that. John, yeah, that's a must. Okay. So what, what is this man, why is this grown man in this lair for delinquent teenagers? Ah, this is the part where you get to connect the dots. Is he like their splinter? Mm, not quite. Not quite, but close. You know, you gotta, okay. gotta think of it as a bit of a pyramid scheme in a way, where on the low level, they're stealing TVs and having fun and hanging out, but then you got the elite fighters here. And then above them the people in charge of the operation. 
so are these kids like paying rent or something to them? Why are they why are they all hanging out with them? Uh because it's fun and they get to hang out. Yeah. You know? They got a cool skate ramp, I will you know? say that. They're they're rebelling against their parents, unfortunately. They're at their age. You know, I think if they just had an open and frank conversation with their moms and dads, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, they just I think, fell into the wrong crowd. I, honestly, they did. Mm-hmm. Now they're skipping school and not doing their homework. Smoking cigars. Playing uh, cards and gambling, listening to loud rap music. Oh, no. Who's this? Why, it's none other than Razor. <laughs> oh, this is our big dad, as established before. I think the music kind of gives it away. He's got a pretty large blade on his head. And he's got a good face mask, really going to protect him. Mm hmm. The helmet does look a lot like a um, like what a, what a Japanese shogun would wear in battle. Well, wouldn't you know? That's the inspiration. Hmm. This is not a good idea to put this over sharp blades because it just takes forever to take off. Totally unnecessary. Boom. Money line. <laughs> That's a great line. They should use that in more movies. Yeah. Very original. So I'm wondering what they want with Splinter. I'm going to make a guess here. Okay. I, I think they captured him to try to attract the Ninja Turtles with some kind of like bait. Am I on the right track? Yeah, that's pretty close. So they can defeat him once and for all and then have full control over the city. Yep. Yep. Okay. Is he have Charles Manson on his shirt? Who is that? Is it? I don't know. In this movie, yeah, some interesting fashion choices. Would love to know who that was on his shirt.
my guess on the t-shirt, I'm sure whatever's happening in the movie right now is very interesting, but it's really just April Lanier making herself a target to the foot by talking about the foot um, and pissing off her boss. I believe on his shirt is um, member of the Sex Pistols uh, and bassist Sid Vicious is my guess. Oh, and that would also make sense with Sid on the back of his shirt. Okay. Yeah. That certainly would go with his bad boy persona. Yeah. Very punk. Yep. Punk kid. It's also weird because we've seen him on multiple days wearing the same shirt. So and maybe that's the only shirt he knows. I don't know. Well, it's his cool shirt. It is. He does that when he's doing everybody to think he's cool. He wears it when he's doing bad boy things. When he's doing punk things. This is where we start getting some interpersonal conflict. Uh. Now, a fun fact, Matt. In this film, Donatello is voiced by Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. The the great actor. Really? Yes. Also, uh, Michelangelo is voiced by Robbie Rist, who you may know as Cousin Oliver from The Brady Bunch. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you know, I was always wondering what happened to him. And I'll give you just one more. Splinter hmm. is voiced by Kevin Clash, who you might know as the voice of Elmo, from 1985 to 2012. What? Splinter and Elmo have the same voice, in case it wasn't obvious. Sean, you just you just blew my mind with that one. You know, you learned something. God, that's another great movie they trope, were- by the way, is the like public domain cartoons that they play because they don't have to pay for them, even though it makes yeah. no sense. I think it would have been more fun yeah, if they were watching it. If that's a, like a real, yeah, like a no, real cartoon. It's like when kids in like 2010s movies are like watching old black and white cartoons and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. They should yeah, have been watching a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah, that actually would have been, uh, that would have been a nice, a neat little uh, callback or something. A neat little self-referential thing. A neat little Easter egg. Yeah, she is just like lifelong pals with these turtles that she just met yesterday. I mean, they're just so fun. Wouldn't you bring four 15-year-old teenagers into your house as a single woman? Well, I guess 
Yeah, you know. I mean, it was only 1990 <laughs> in New York City. What could go wrong? Yeah. She's got all of her uh, bases covered for sure. Now, this is where we learn, Matt, that the uh, second time around antique shop is actually owned by April. She lives above it. Oh. Now, I'm convinced she only owns it because it makes a great set piece in a kung fu fight. Because it has no bearing on the plot whatsoever. No, I think you are uh, 100% with that. And so the, you know, the turtles can do some wacky hijinks like this. Yeah. Yeah, just just break all the windows. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit of overkill. Oh, they gotta they gotta make a dramatic entrance. They gotta make a uh, an imposing entrance. Wow. That is skill. Now, again, another movie thing. Like, why aren't the guys all attacking each other? Very silly. This man probably practiced for days like years it's really for years let's be honest here just for that one that one bit do you think he like do you think he like brags like i w i was the dude in the turtle suit that was me oh totally like I you said like a pickup line oh 100 percent. ladies love the turtles well i was thinking of the the ninja guy oh i thought you were talking about the guy in the turtle suit no, the guy that just got slapped around. Uh. Ooh, I like that little sound effect. When we spit the water out of the guy. Now, a fun fact about the Ninja Turtles, Matt, uh, is that uh, apparently a lot of parents complained that this movie was too violent. And used the and had the turtles using too many like actually dangerous weapons. So in the sequel, uh, they really don't have weapons. They sort of just punch and kick a lot. Oh, but that was part of their identity. I don't disagree. There's you a know, famous uh, the famous opening fight of the sequel. Uh, they use a bunch of deli meats and other hilarious like prop weapons that are lying around to. You know, they use, like, sausages as, as nunchucks, and it's very stupid. Hmm. That's a shame. I mean, we, we live in a completely different world. It's true, we do. Ah! 
Oh no, that guy. <laughs> Have we addressed what his name is yet? Uh, we just—he is uh, Tatsu Shredder's second in command. By the way, the villain's name is Shredder. I don't know if we actually finished that joke. Oh, Shredder. Shredder. Uh, I mean, I liked Razor, okay. but yeah, I—I I, I remember. I, I've heard, I definitely heard his name before, but. I always get confused. Think of it in the moment. I used to get confused between Shredder and Splinter because they're too similar. So I used to call the rat yeah. Shredder because the rat seems like it would be named Shredder. I think that would make more sense. And then a Splinter is like, you know, nobody likes Splinters. Yeah, the Splinter. I, I, yeah, I think I think they should just swap those names. Now this fight scene is still somehow going on. Oh, hockey guy. <laughs> oh, Wayne Gretzky and steroids. Very timely for the 90s. Oh no. Come on, we gotta get out of here. Do you think a hockey stick makes a good weapon? Um It seems heavy. I think I would be afraid of it breaking. Yeah. If you hit if you it really they, they seem to break pretty easily in hockey games and I'd be afraid of it breaking mid-fight like it, you know, like it's made of wood or something. Hey, look at that. Very funny. <laughs> Matt, well, I'll use this very dramatic minute to uh, give you a little more fun facts here. The film's budget was about $13.5 million, and when it was released uh, on March 30th, it was number one at the box office that weekend and was the biggest opening for an independent film at the time. It ended up being a huge success, eventually making over $135 million in North America, making it the ninth highest grossing film of 1990 worldwide. Hmm. Very successful. Oh, is Danny having remorse? I mean, he certainly looks like he is. But you never really can tell. That kid is a punk. Huh. 
just so cartoonishly stupid. Excuse me, Mr. Giant Rat Man. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? The world may never know. The world. <laughs> Looks like you could use some Domino's pizza. Maybe a refreshing Pepsi. <laughs> bet, bet you wish you could have this Pepsi. <laughs> I guess Danny's not such a bad kid after all. You've jumped ahead about 30 minutes in the movie, but yes, that's exactly <laughs> the point. My dad doesn't care about me. No, it's just the 1990s. Your dad's working too hard to get by. <laughs> He's trying to pay for your uh, Manhattan penthouse apartment. And, and your eventual Arizona State University tuition. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's got about two or three mistresses to keep happy. And yep. Yep. So much cocaine he's doing. Clean up. Yeah. So who is this mechanic fellow? Is this Casey Jones again? That's Casey. It's, it's Mr. Hockey Man, but he's missing his mask. Okay. This is the first time we've seen him, I believe, without a uh, any kind of hockey equipment. So I wasn't sure if this was a new character or... No, this movie only has like five characters. Yeah, keeping it pretty simple. Yeah. Did you take classes in insensitivity? I mean, it's that, that crack writing that I really love about this movie. <laughs> I didn't really get that. that yeah, that was really a timely reference. Now, a fun fact about this movie, Matt, it was written by two gentlemen, Todd Langan and Bobby Herbeck. Um, Todd Langan uh, is an aerospace engineer um, and who basically wrote this movie and several episodes of The Wonder Years and nothing else. Bobby Herbeck uh, basically only wrote this movie. So not the greatest writers in Hollywood. Hmm. 
there's no way that truck works. <laughs> I'm just nitpicking the movie. I mean, Matt, so far you've seen a, a good chunk of this movie, about halfway through, a little more than that. Do you think this is a good movie for children? So far, yeah. I think I would let my children watch this movie. I mean, they're very, they're very, they, they're cracking wise an awful lot. They are. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shenanigans going on. But, I mean, they, they, they seem, they seem like fine role models. Trying to keep their city safe and clean. And I very much relate to them for liking pizza so much. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, so is it established that they can detach their shells from their backs? No, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I mis- mis- misinterpreted that scene then. Because she no, no. walked over to the bathtub. No, that wasn't just a shell the in the tub. The no, no, no. There was a guy under the shell. He was being sad in the bathtub. Oh, I thought it was the guy sitting in his chair and he had detached his shell and his shell was in the bathtub. I don't know why I missed that. But why was he being sad? Uh, because they screwed up. They they let the bad guys get away. They burned down April's house. Yeah. Overall, things just aren't going great. So does this guy live here? Is this his house? No, he just came along for the ride because he was helping him out at the antique store. This is April's family's farm up in upstate somewhere. Okay. It's a place for the turtles to regroup. Does does he have a job? Casey Jones? Casey Jones? Is he employed? Uh, According to Wikipedia, he is a former hockey player. Okay, so maybe he made a lot of money in the NHL? No! But I don't think NHL players are really that well paid. I mean, today, certainly, compared to other athletes, no. I would think it would be even worse for them in the, ni- in the early 90s. Like, I'm just saying, how, does it, how, does it, how is he getting by right now? Yeah, he doesn't... I can't really seem to list an active career in his character history that I can easily notice. Well, he was working on that car, so I, I wonder if maybe he could, you know, he could probably find work as a mechanic. Oh, I mean, he seems like a pretty handy guy. Yeah, and he handed April that hammer, so he can hammer stuff, I guess. For some reason, at this point in the film, April O'Neil starts doing voiceover, which I found very confusing. Yeah, it's a little jarring. It is. I, I thought maybe this was the training montage we were going to get, but it was over too fast and there was no uh, motivational 80s music. Yeah. Was, was Rocky the first movie that kind of did that or just like one of the most popular? No, other movies have had montages. I think that's just a very notable one.
montage. So here we go. Now we got a montage. It's not particularly thrilling. Now, Matt, do you know the difference between a turtle and a tortoise? Uh, I want to say the tortoise is... The tortoise is probably bigger than a turtle. Well, the, the key difference is that turtles spend most of their lives in water. They have webbed feet or flippers and a streamlined bodies. Uh... Tortoises are land animals. Uh, their feet are round and stumpy, oh. adapted for walking on land. That's why it's confusing to me that these are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and not tortoises, because they spend all their time on land. Well, they, they hang out in the sewer, though, and that's like a wet well, environment. Yeah, but it's not like... It's not a river. Water. Or I mean, I'd have, lake, to, I'd have to go... You could get New York City. I'd that. have to go back to the shot of them as baby turtles in the little uh, flashback and see what they looked like before... It, they mutated. It's also weird that these turtles don't have tails. Yeah, you know, I didn't really get a good uh, good look at it, but that is a, uh, I guess it's a scientific inconsistency. In the giant mutated turtles. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the mutation could have just caused them to fall off or something. Okay, so what is going on here, Sean? <laughs> are they channeling? Are they channeling Splinter through? Yeah. So like, uh, essentially, Splinter is saying, you know, you you've mastered the the physical part of of the martial art, but you, but now you have reached the mental part. So they're uh, contacting him telepathically. Um, and uh, and they're 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 communicating with him. Okay. It makes absolutely no sense. I blame the use. Whoever's, it's pretty much a guarantee, right? That that whoever made this movie saw Star Wars. 
when it came out because we just saw Splinter as a force ghost right there for sure. Yeah. Oh no, it's this film heavily influenced by Star Wars in certain aspects. Look at that beautiful New York City. Can't beat that skyline. <laughs> All right, so now we're establishing Casey Jones as a professional hockey player, a former professional hockey player. Do you think it'd be weird if, like, Alex Ovechkin suddenly started, like, beating people up with hockey sticks? Um, I don't, Alex Ovechkin is a, is a current player, though. He's not, like, a washed up. Well, he's, like, the first been. one I, can you name a washed up hockey player? No. That's. But I think it would be, it would probably not be that bizarre to see one of the, uh, people would probably be like, oh, okay, he took too many punches to the jaw, and now he's, he's kind of lost his mind a little bit. I mean, they're brawlers. And he's got a, you know, a bunch of hockey sticks around. This is a terrible idea. So I'm taking, taking two humans into the sewers. That's turtle territory. The early 90s, there's probably tons of needles down there. Oh, no. <gasps> Is he still wearing a Sid shirt? No, he's got something else on. Oh, I think he's transitioning to good kid now. I don't know. That shirt is pretty radical. Yeah, but it's much less punk. True. That was a, that was a homophobic joke. <laughs> Very tasteful. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that probably would not uh, would not fly in 2020. Is that a different Sid Vicious T-shirt? It kind of looked like Sid Vicious on the front. Uh, it might be. I mean, it would it would fit with this character. Maybe, maybe the director was just like, "Hey, you know what? He wears Sid Vicious in every scene." Was there like a That's sale on Sid Vicious it. shirts? It's not a very punk shirt, though. It's it's very vi- it was more more colorful and vibrant. Hilarious. 
Uh, Matt. They love their pizza. Fun fact for you. Uh, the turtles were okay. actually created by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Uh, Jim Henson said they were the most advanced he had ever worked on. Uh, the the uh, turtles were first made out of fiberglass, then mo- remolded out of clay. They were produced as molds to cast the whole body in foam over latex. Um, the work was completed in about 18 weeks to create them. Uh, the film was released less than two months before Jim Henson's death. Oh. So this was probably one of one of his last projects. Yes, probably. What did Jim Henson, what did Jim Henson die of? Uh, Jim Henson famously um, died of an infection. Um, here we go. Uh, Henson appeared with Kermit on the Arsenio Hall show, May 4th, 1990. Uh, he disclosed to his publicist that he was tired and had a sore throat, but he could go on. Um, he had died from a bacterial pneumonia. Um Ooh. Uh, there, there's a famous story that um, Jim Henson didn't really believe in doctors or traditional medicine, and if he had just simply gotten antibiotics earlier, he probably would have lived. I was about to ask that. I yeah. mean, he had a reputation as being a little bit of a hippie-ish. Yep. Kind of new agey. I could see that. More of that great music. Apparently the secret ninja hideout, very easy to get into. (laughs) Hey man, aren't you old? (laughs) You must be like 30. (laughs) So old. Another great flashback. So that's how he learned karate, by watching it from a cage. Oh, so he... Okay. This has got a bit of a tragic story here. It does. A very poorly shot, tragic backstory. (laughs) I have a feeling they're trying to get a little too artsy with this. A little, a little too cinematic here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Matt, can you see where this is very easily leading us? Oh, yeah. Okay. It is his desk. Oh, we got a Pepsi. And a Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew. And yes, okay, so you throw in the one beer bottle just to make, let you know that these are bad. Kids. But a no branded beer bottle. Didn't get a beer sponsor. <laughs> nah. That is strange. I feel like Miller could have very easily jumped in here. Yeah, the official beer of uh, troubled children. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe they didn't want that <laughs> to be their love. Oh, look at that. What is he conveniently carrying? Hmm. <laughs> a sketch of one of the turtles. It's too easy. What was? Oh. I feel like that was an intentional shot. Mm-hmm. The director was probably like, get this vicious shirt here. Like, He's a good personal friend of mine. Maybe. Oh. AC Jones in disguise. Yeah, he did. While we were talking, he did that classic movie thing of like, pull a henchman, beat him up and quickly change into his clothes. Yeah, it was in Star Wars. Uh, it's happened in every movie, to be fair. I'm yeah. sure there's some clever name for that scheme. Yeah, Punch and pull or something like that. Trope. Yeah. TV tropes will have the answer for that. I think they ran out of budget for this uh, particular fight. Said, so, well, we got these fog machines. Can't afford to shoot the whole thing, though. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
Well, April really getting involved there. Are those boxes all empty? I think so. I mean, he fell on them pretty, pretty darn easy. Maybe they're in a box warehouse where they manufacture cardboard boxes. Nobody would ever think to look there. Yeah. Oh, no, we know what they manufacture now. They manufacture small, ripped-up pieces of paper. Yeah, it's in high-end golf clubs. Sales receipts. Something. Oh, this is where, oh, do you nice. think you could hit someone hard enough with a golf club that would lift them off the ground and send them across the room? Uh, I, Come on. I don't see how that is physically possible. So is this supposed to be like a like UPS or something? Like where? <laughs> no, I think what, this is all the crap they golf clubs out of it. I think it's all the crap they oh. stole. Oh, okay. You know, it's like TVs and Walkmans and I guess golf clubs. Yeah, that makes sense. Whatever yep. they conveniently need for the fight. Well, I guess I never thought about. That. Yeah, I mean it's one of those they turn it around real quick. Now, if you'll excuse me, me and this giant talking rat are getting out of here. <laughs> Again, nobody seems phased. Well, I guess we all learned a valuable lesson today. <laughs> One of them turns to camera. You know, kids, we've had a lot of laughs here today. But you know what's not funny? Stealing. Drugs. And thievery. Kidnapping karate rats. Again, doing that. I just love tropes. I mean, this movie's full of them, but that trope of only one bad guy can attack you at a time so you can properly beat them up. Yeah. Nope, gotta love that music. It's God, it's great. For the intro, right? What an awesome cue.
Now, Matt, let me ask you this question. If you had to choose one sure. of the turtles' adjectives for yourself, would you rather be a teenage, a mutant, a ninja, or a turtle? Uh, it's a tough question. Oh, definitely the ninja. ninja. That's e very easy. You you wouldn't want to be a turtle or a teenager? No, none of the, none of those things are appealing. The yeah, only but being a mutant could be ninja. cool. No, I would. I'm gonna go with the ninja. I might choose mutant because you never know. I mean, it worked out fine for these guys. Yeah, but being a mutant usually comes with a social stigma attached to it. I mean, you get cool powers, but society rejects you. Yeah, it's you know, it's a double-edged sword. I don't really I see any drawbacks to being a ninja. Well, but then you get attacked by things like the foot. The foot clan. Yeah, but you can handle it. You can handle it because you don't use your ninja skills. Plus, you're probably super athletic. Yeah, but these guys are big, giant yeah, turtles. Do you, could just like a regular go. mat go up against? Well, like movie ninja, not like real historical ninja. Uh, okay. On the fakest looking New York street ever. None of them really seem to get hurt. They just seem to be like subtly knocked down. Oh, look, someone just left the keys in that giant truck in the middle of the night. Oh, it turns out you can just punch a ninja. Okay. Now, Matt, fun fact, this film received a rating of 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. 40%? Yes. Glenn Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly gave the movie an F rating. Uh, 
saying that the reviewer might have, quote, gone for it too had I been raised on Nintendo games and the robotic animation that passes for today's Saturday morning TV. Now, do you think it deserved that rating? No. No, absolutely not. No, I agree. I think that it uh, severely underrated there. Oh, shit. Oh, it was one and the same. What are the odds? The big reveal. (laughs) Whoa. That really, honestly, that doesn't look like a big drop. Ooh. Oh my god, he just murdered him! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that, like, that part was a little unnecessary. Like, it's one thing to accidentally, kind of like half accidentally, have him fall off the building, but that was pretty blatant. Yeah, like landing in a trash truck, a garbage truck is it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty humiliating. I don't think he needed to crush him. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really think he deserved that. It's like, oh, good, the police are here to arrest Casey Jones for murder. (laughs) Excuse me, punk youths. What are you all doing here? (laughs) Disperse. Of course, the news is there immediately. Of course. Never miss a beat. (laughs) Arrest all the suspicious-looking ninjas. You can tell this is pre-9-11 New York, for sure. Oh, for sure. There's no, not even a SWAT team in sight. I've missed you in your Sid Vicious t-shirts. Yeah, that was easy. I mean, at no point has we, have we proven April to be a good reporter, as far as I can tell. She's frankly just gotten very lucky. Oh, uh, yeah. Right place, right time is what they say in the business. So, uh, in the Michael Bay reboot, Megan Fox plays the uh, April O'Neil role. 
Oh, really? Yes, it's very odd. I can kind of see that, but I can also see her being really bad at it. It's not that she's a bad actor. It's that they play April to be so dumb in that movie where she goes around like trying to tell everybody, but no, they're these turtles. And it, it just, she just really uh, dumbs down the character quite a bit. To me, I don't know if that's really an earned love story, but it's a kid's movie. You got to wrap it up. Hmm. Have they really been particularly romantic so far? Uh, Not at all. Matter of fact, I think there's been like (laughs) one scene. There's one scene where they hated each other. They really set up that that love story. There's one scene where they, they hated each other, the classic, like, they don't get along, but they secretly have feelings somehow. I think maybe it's just because they're, they're the only human beings that they've... That's true. Like, seen in, in weeks. I don't know how long they were at that compound upstate, but... <laughs> nice. This is a great song. Sounds like Will Smith. It is not. Well, okay. So that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was, Matt. It was. Oh, what, right. did, what did you what did you think? Uh you know what? I enjoyed it, Sean. I thought it was a good movie. That I mean, was, uh, we talked through most of it, unfortunately. I mean that's the That's the idea. That's the idea. Sean, are, are, I just wanted to ask you, is our um Okay, you just ended the stream. Were you were you looking at the sit did it? Did it give you a, uh, what was your upcoming movie? Oh, it was the new Outer Banks on Netflix. Oh, okay. I, just, I wasn't sure if it was the same one for me. Yes. Um, do, you, do you want to watch mine, that? Mine was actually for Ozark. Oh, the new Ozark? season. I, you know, I haven't. Yeah. I'm a big Jason Bateman fan. Um, yeah. But I haven't. Sure, he does good stuff. Rest of Development. Yeah, good Absolutely. Stuff. Teen Wolf 2. Um, that's right. Yes, Teen Wolf 2. Uh, I, yeah, I like this movie. Overall, it was a uh, it was a good action movie. It made me think that during one of the action scenes, like, boy, I haven't seen a good, like, kung fu movie in a while. Yeah. It's been a while since I've uh, checked something like that out. W- would you consider this to be a good kung fu movie? Yeah, sure. I, 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 it was, it was decent. I wouldn't say it, in terms of the kung fu action, it ranked up there in the top ten. But for a kids' kung fu movie, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. And, I, and, yeah, go ahead. I think that it had some good, um, some good 
really good shots in New York City. Like, I think you put it best where you said the New York City is kind of like its own, it's kind of like a character unto itself in this movie. Yep. Yep, I agree. No, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good, it's a good solid kids movie. I think it looks good for the most part. I think it's fun and funny. I think it's funny in retrospect. Um, not necessarily even from a nostalgic perspective, but just from the perspective of that's what movies looked like at the time. Um, you know, they don't make them like that anymore. So I, no. I think it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a movie that was very much entrenched in its time, right? Like yes. late 80s, early 90s. Yep. The, the, the punk kids being the... Uh, the villains, you know, the wayward kids, very Reagan-esque. Yeah, absolutely. Ninjas sort of being a thing. Uh, you know, obviously the, the cartoon had been around for a little while before that and was quite popular. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it is it is very representative. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good. Well, it was a good choice. I hope people enjoyed our first uh, live commentary. Um, you should definitely let us know if you did. We'll do more of them at up for debate TV on Twitter or email up for debate TV at gmail.com is the email address. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can of course, uh, get all the info about the show at up for TV and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts with the video version on YouTube as well. And actually the video version for this, not that interesting, uh, because it's just us watching a movie. Actually, it's only me cause Matt's on the phone, but I did embed the movie in the corner of the screen. Uh, and so if you, for timing purposes, if you need to time up what we're saying to the movie, um, you can do it that way as well. So, um, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be nice and let these people go home. Um, but we'll be back next time with more great up for debate action. Uh, so be sure to come back on behalf of Matt. I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you on another up for debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.